Week seven on my journey to the new 1%. So to build the community, I spent my week creating content and my VA was editing content. And when it comes to sober living, three things happened. We built a private money partner list of 100. It's really about 127. We're moving forward with business credit. So we had the call with the guy who was helping us out with that. And I set a cadence for my mornings to move the needle forward on capital and business deals. Also, we got our first reply from a cold email and it was positive, but a lot of people in this space are nonprofits, so we need to figure out how to navigate that type of business. And finally, we're moving to a lower ticket offer that turns into an upsell of revenue share to optimize for quick cash flow on the consulting side. That's what my week on the journey to the new 1% looked like. What about yours? Comment below and let me know. So if we dive in deep to my week, coming on to the new 1%, building that, and doing the sober living stuff, the first thing that comes to mind is that I had a buddy of mine look over my LinkedIn post and he was like, yo, Tim, this is not how you need to do it on LinkedIn. I love the content that you're posting. It's really value packed, but if you want anybody to actually see it, it needs to be kind of the hook story offer format. And so the hook needs to be kind of a one sentence eye-catching line in LinkedIn that you need to tell a story. You don't just list out the content. You need to tell the content as if it's a story and then of course you have your call to action, your offer, the typical kind of Russell Brunson framework. And this is stuff I knew, but it's stuff I wasn't implementing because A, honestly, this isn't gonna bring in the cash flow like I need it to, and B, it's not where my strengths are. However, marketing and bringing leads in is very important. And if there's some little tweaks I can train my virtual assistant on, um, kind of that takes 15, 20 minutes and it takes us forward in our LinkedIn marketing and gets the word out about the new 1%, it would be important that I make those tweaks. So I'll be looking to make those tweaks in the next couple of weeks. I should just do it this week. It's not a priority in my head, but I know it's something that needs to be done because I want to be a person that's putting out quality to the best of my ability. And now that it's on my radar, it would not be beneficial to me to ignore it. So maybe I'll just get some examples from my virtual assistant to her to kind of mimic the reels because we plan out our Instagram reels very well, but then we just put the show notes on LinkedIn. So he also mentioned a graphic and how you can get that on Upwork. I worked with somebody to get me a graphic, but I need a better headshot because, uh, you know, I took mine with my phone when I was in college. So we heard about that LinkedIn improvement from a friend of mine. And then this is really brings me to the perks of doing stuff publicly. So my friend saw my LinkedIn post and gave me feedback. Had I not been posting on LinkedIn, I wouldn't get that feedback. Had I not posted 700 plus episodes on my podcast, I wouldn't have gotten all the feedback I've gotten. I wouldn't have the confidence I have. I wouldn't have the network I have. I wouldn't have the confidence in talking to people that I have. And so a lot of people sit there and they're trying to procrastinate, they're trying to be perfect, but when you just start taking action and you're okay with the feedback, you're okay with the criticism, sometimes the hate that you're gonna get because you're confident in yourself, you're on a long enough time horizon, you access the perks of doing things publicly, which is the people around you who care about you will come by your side and help you improve. He's like, you're putting in so much work, you're doing it daily, that's the most consistent thing consistent thing. Make these tweaks and you'll start getting more people looking at your LinkedIn content. And as you get more people looking at your LinkedIn content, 
you can build on the community, get your offer out there, get the new 1% going, buy some businesses with some people. And that's just how the game is played. So when you do stuff publicly, you're held accountable to a certain quality. And accountability is a word that we all like to avoid, but it's helped me tremendously because it's like I'm posting daily. Somebody out there is going to be like, hmm, I really respected how much you were posting daily. I'm watching in the background. Even if I'm not liking your posts, even if I'm not sharing every podcast, I'm watching. And if you stop, I'll know. And I've had some people come up to me and tell me that they're watching. Even though I never see them interact with my stuff, which if that's you, go interact with my stuff. But it's cool that I get to do this consistently for myself and for the people around me. And so do stuff publicly, share what you're doing, allow people to come alongside you and help you become better. That's the new 1% for me. Had that LinkedIn improvement, realized the perks of doing things publicly, and now we're going to move into sober living. What happened on that front? This is the cash flow play. This is the business play. I'm acquiring sober living properties, renting them out, trying to cash flow 2 to 3K per property. Now I have the consulting side of things where we're going to get some cash flow so I can pay my VA more, hire some more staff to help me find properties, all that good stuff. So for sober living, business credit. We're moving forward with business credit. That is probably how we're going to get our first property. This past week, I had a property come across my desk. I had a private money partner look at it and he just wasn't really willing to commit. And you get that a lot with people and their capital because it's very important that they put their capital with somebody that they trust and somebody that they know can do the operations. Also somebody who's not dead broke, frankly, and needs a whole bunch of capital to start up. When you can bring capital to the partnership, it's much more simple to get people to commit. So th for that reason, banks don't have a problem committing because they have loads of capital. <laughs> um, so I'm partnering with a bank, getting some business credit, and with that business credit, we'll buy one, maybe two properties, we'll cash flow from those properties, pay off that debt, and then in a year to you know 18 months, we'll buy two more properties after we've paid off a lot of that debt. And we'll figure out a way to get our offer where it needs to be so that we can cash flow more. So right now I'm underwriting the cash flow 2K, 3K per property. But if we up that to up that rent to where I know it can be based on providing a really good offer, we could cash flow six, seven, eight K per property. If we have two properties and we're cash flowing sixteen thousand a month, we'll be able to wipe out the debt that we took on to get into those properties fairly quickly, like within 10 months to a year. So that's just kind of what I'm looking at when it comes to sober living. This business credit is to get the momentum going. My buddy and my family have been in this LLC together. There's four of us, so three plus me, since May. And we're just now getting to the point in November where we're going to have some properties, we're going to have some assets, we're going to have some momentum. And we've been putting in $200 a month uh, for that six months. And we've had a lot of time where we, you know, pivoted switch strategies. And so I'm excited to get this momentum going, to get locked in, to get uber focused and have a business component to the real estate where we can up our cash flow based on producing a better offer. And once we up that cash flow, we can get more properties, stack it up, get our cash reserves up because really that's where I want to be. I want to be debt free on the high interest credit card debt, get my cash reserves up and potentially pay off my mortgage a little bit faster. I know that's not the best way to scale, but it, it is best for peace of mind and having a solid foundation to build off. 
I'd rather be 34 with 10 of these homes paid off or 15, 20, 30 of these homes paid off that are sober living facilities as opposed to 34 with 150 of them, but they're all leveraged, right? I'd rather consolidate, have 30 paid off and then buy one every six months, one every three months, whatever it needs to be. Just because that's, it's a peace of mind thing. I don't know at what point I'll make that transition, but at some point I will. So that's the business credit. We're moving forward with that. The morning cadence really looks like me practicing my copywriting for the automatic emails that are going out. I do cold email for my W-2 and on the consulting side of the sober living stuff. So copywriting, practicing that. The best cold email writers do a lot to make sure it's good. They're writing every day. They're making sure their open rate is good. They're constantly buying new domains. They're constantly understanding their target market better and better. And so there's just some things that I need to set in place to become a better cold email copywriter. And the first is practicing copywriting. The second would be knowing my target audience, which means probably offering a freebie and getting customer feedback on that freebie and what they want next. So that's what my morning cadence looks like. I do a copywriting segment. I reach out to private money lenders. I reach out to sober living operators. And with those three things, I am getting in front of people who own Re, I'm sorry, rehab operators. So inpatient rehab facilities, talking to the CEOs there because I want to do a roll up of those in 2010. The cold email gets the consulting side of things done. And then the copywriting, or the, that's the copywriting, the copywriting for the cold email. The reaching out to private money lenders, make sure I always have money coming in the door. So those three things, I'll get the roll up done. I'll get the money coming in the door for sober living and then I'll get my consulting offer out there. The only other thing I could add to that is really deal flow and that looks like reaching out to realtors, reaching out to wholesalers, but that'll probably be an outsourced thing after we get our first two, three, four properties because we'll be able to pay for that at that point. So that's what the morning cadence looks like. The last thing I want to update you guys on is we got our first reply from cold email. It was very positive, but they were a nonprofit. They were asking if we're a nonprofit. They were open to partnerships. But it wasn't a, hey, we're trying to extract as much profit from this and serve people. It was more, how can we serve people at as little cost as possible? And I'd rather be creative, figure out a way to add so much value that people feel stupid saying no and then enable them to be able to purchase it. Like if I hook you up with a job that's making 3500 a month, I can charge you 1800 in rent, you know? If I'm providing all those other services that come with sober living and I put you on a career path that eventually you'll be making 6K, 7K, 8K a month. You know, it, it's totally worth that. And so just figuring out ways to structure that offer and get in the door, which is part of the reason we went to a lower ticket offer. We'll be able to help with kind of the mindset, the clarity, the goal setting side of things in these hour long kind of group coaching programs as we, you know, scale up to revenue sharing consulting. So the first thing would be straight to the people who are in their recovery process, helping them get their mind around what it is they want to do. And then after that, we will move to the revenue share consulting side. But this low ticket offer will help us get in the door and the hour long Zoom might be free and then we might have courses that you can access to further your career for like $10 a month per person and then revenue share. So. That's what I'm thinking right now for the funnel of the Sober Living Consulting. And that was my week on the Sober Living Business Credit, locking in that morning cadence. And I think I forgot one thing on that morning cadence, but 
you'll get an update next week if I did forget something because I will have worked it for a week so it'll be fresh in my mind. Got that first reply and shifting our offer to better serve the people we're trying to serve. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks so much for, um, you know, just listening and being along my journey to the new 1%. And we will see you on the next one. But remember, we are a community of people judged not by our wealth, but by our impact.